0: Games podcast. My name is Justin Townsend, and I'm in the house with Mr. Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Howdy. And joining us for his very first podcasting adventure, my good friend, Mr. Eric Soto.
1: Hey, everybody. Woo!
0: That's right. It's a special episode of the Talking Games podcast.
2: Special as in how? Well, let me tell
0: you. <laughs> We've been doing this for 24 episodes, I think.
2: Yeah, this. The special one would be 24. Okay.
0: Well, I've been noticing some feedback in the forums that we don't have enough PC gaming talk. And this episode is going to rectify that. Before we get into that goodness, let's talk to Eric for a little bit. Eric, this, like I said, is your first podcasting adventure, so we want to get to know you a little bit. So the first thing I'm going to ask is for you to tell the story of when we (laughs) met.
1: (laughs) God. (laughs) <laughs> well, it was through our mutual friend, Kristen, and for whatever reason, she brought me over to your house. And I don't actually know why she brought me over to your house. I guess it was just to meet you. And we do, like, I guess we've always done since then, is play a game. And so you showed me Simpsons. What was that Simpsons race? Hit do? and Run, maybe? I forget what the name of it what
0: is. What was it, Rob? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Simpsons
1: Road Rage? Something was Road was Rage? Oh, yes road rage simpsons road rage on the (laughs) GameCube, and you definitely had some road rage while i was driving and it was the worst experience you were yelling at me and i'm like who the hell is this guy i don't know this guy he's yelling at me and kristen just sat there all quiet like this was a bad idea and it sure was because i think that day i stopped hanging out with her and kind of hung out with you (laughs) that's how it went
2: (laughs) that's awesome so
0: So ever since then, Eric and me have been gaming buddies. Uh, If you've been listening to the show, um, I've talked about my adventures at PAX, and uh, Eric is my buddy when we go to PAX. Um, We always have a good time. Yeah, good times. So a little bit deeper history into you. Why don't you tell me what your introduction to gaming was?
1: Uh, Gaming, I had an older brother, so I basically did whatever he did. You know, whatever games he played, I played. We played you know, from Nintendo to Sega, Shinobi games. I loved the Shinobi games when I was living in the Bronx. I, um, we played Commodore games. We had an Atari. We uh, played Pong, obviously. You have to play Pong if you got
0: I Pong. never knew that you played Pong before. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Um, and uh, once we got our first computer, um, we started playing something called um, Dragon Realms, which was to this day one of my favorite games ever it was a mud game which um if you're not huge Multi-user into it dungeon, correct, yeah. engine, correct and they were just the coolest type of games at the time it was basically your D, except you know on a computer you're you're role playing and you got your roles you get your uh, your uh point your attribute points and you roll for them at the beginning making your character and it was just the coolest thing and you you it was probably one of the more hardcore um, of its time. You know, you could fight anybody really, and if you lost, they could steal stuff from you. They could take whatever was on your body if you didn't get back fast enough. And uh, it was just, it was just really cool. And I'm not really the weird thing is I'm not really into those type of games right now. But back in the day, I just thought it was the coolest thing. Uh uh-huh. 'cause
2: because that was a mix of like Zork and paper. Yes. RPGs. Correct. You know, you would have to type out everything specifically. Yeah, All
0: of this right over my head. Yeah. I missed the boat on (laughs) all of that. Oh, wow.
2: Because I used to play, um, it was another mud game, and it was called Bat Something. I forgot what it was exactly, but, you know, exactly like you're saying, it was hardcore RPG. And, you know, just like Zork, you would have to type north, 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 and then it would just describe where you were. Yeah. And it it got pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it, it really got into your imagination. It utilized your imagination. Even though you could see, you could read what was described, but only you could see it. So every time, and every time you use an ability, you, every time you use it, it would get stronger. And even the description of the way it, it would look or hit whatever you were attacking would be described differently. So from the beginning, you would... If you were a warrior mage, then you would be hit with you know a, you hit a rat and it would be hit with like sparks or something like that. But if you use it like thirty times and you gained levels in that ability, um, it would turn into a massive fireball and it would just describe you obliterating this little rat. And it was just it was just amazing to to see it you mm. know in your head anyway. Now, were you playing through like Compuserve or just BBSs? Yeah, Compuserve. Okay, it was. uh Yeah, whatever. I mean, really, I followed whatever my brother was doing. I tried Gemstone 3. We couldn't get into that. It was basically the same thing, but, you know, my brother wasn't playing it, so I just couldn't really follow through with it. And Killer Instinct was one of my jams back in the (laughs) N64 game It's why you own an Xbox One. (laughs) It's the only reason why (laughs) I own an Xbox One, basically. (laughs) Um, But uh, it got a little too complicated with the new ones. I, I still like the old ones better. They're just... Also, they have the Fatalities in the other ones, so that was always yes. super fun.
0: Season 2 is coming out soon.
1: Yeah, I, I see that. And <laughs> that
0: comes with, what was it, Killer Instinct 2?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Very nice. Yeah. What about recent history? Like, What's your favorite game right now? What are your favorite games, I'll say, within like the last five years or so?
1: Five years? I don't know. It's been five years, but the War for Cybertron games yeah. were my obsession. You know that back in the day
0: those games look like garbage but they were awesome they were the <laughs>
1: ugliest looking games but yeah at least on on the consoles man if you played it on the pc it looked really really good but um yeah it they just had some of the most fun multiplayer aspects of of most of the games that i played i just i don't know i just got addicted to it yeah, um because that was like star wars
2: battlefront but with transformers right
0: in a way yeah like um they had the seamless transformations and a whole bunch of classes. Um, What was broken about the game was that some of the classes were broken, and they were just that much better than the other classes. Um, I was okay at the game. Eric was phenomenal. So he would pick the weakest class, the healer, and I'd be like, I'm going to use the healer class, but not heal, because you had to choose, in the first game, you had to choose between a healing ray and, like, a weapon. So I was like, forget everybody else. I'm just going with the weapon. Eric would just play healer and heal everybody, and with, like, 19 kills, no deaths. I was just blown away. But it was awesome because you'd, be, you'd have these levels, and if you were the healer, you could fly. So you could just transform into a jet and, like, get across the stage in, like, a, a tremendous amount of time to, like, drop and heal. And the other classes could turn into, like, tanks and whatnot. The second game was the second game, Fall of Cybertron? Fall of Cybertron, yeah. Uh, was more tuned, but I think a little bit more broken. Um, Scientists the,
1: were definitely broken in that game. Yeah.
0: But the game looked like hot garbage. <laughs> I, like, I could not. I, I kept telling him when we were playing, I'm like, there's something wrong with this game. It looks like just mush on my screen. Like, all the transformations are like all... It looks like just a, a puddle of goo. And he's like, yeah, that's just the way it looks. But man, were those games fun to play.
1: Yeah, super, super fun.
0: So why don't you tell me what your, what your current obsession is?
1: My current obsession is Smite, unfortunately. And I could have guessed that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really not huge into MOBAs. And I tried getting into League of Legends. I tried getting into like Rise of the Immortals and uh, similar games. And I just I couldn't get past the click to move. I've never liked click to move. I used to play Diablo back in the day, but I, I played it again because my brother played it, and I enjoyed it just because of that. But I find it just difficult to get past currently. And Smite just you know change that for me, and so I, I like the idea of MOBAs, you know, the lanes and stuff like that, and uh, just Smite was just, it, it hit all, everything right for me.
0: It pulled me into it by far. Someday, someday. Coming it's to Xbox <laughs> One. It's coming to Xbox <laughs> One. <laughs> and then PS4 yeah. probably after that, yeah. Yeah. Yes. which I'm very excited for. Mm. So
2: that, that's when I will start playing Smite.
0: I've given like my PC right now, my my laptop just dies on me randomly. So I'm t- too frustrated to get back into Smite at the moment. Plus, with all the stuff, other stuff coming out, but yeah, I'm super excited to get back into it when it comes on the consoles because it'll be able to play with you guys and be able to play with like a whole new audience, some of our listeners. Because I've been talking about that game since we came on the air. Uh, Smite is serious good stuff. <laughs> Uh, so, thank you for the uh, little introduction to yourself. Thank you. Uh, what I want to talk about now is, what is our history with PC gaming? We know what Eric Eric grew up with it. Rob, what about you? Uh,
2: pretty much the same start. Uh, Commodore 64 128. My nice. father brought one home. Uh, he used to work for the phone company. And it was great because back then, I mean, as bad as it sounds, copying games were... Were what you did to get games. There were barely any stores that sold software around me, at least. And so he would come home, <clears throat> excuse me, at least two times a week with with three or four new games. So like Howard the Duck and Jumpman and Bruce Lee and just all these awesome, awesome Commodore sixty four games. Uh, from there, you know, Windows platform. And then just into the newer stuff, but I mean, I would play anything. Uh, I mean, I remember my first time loading Doom and being able to play online. So you know, I've I've grown up with the PC, but the last year, year and a half, uh, my my PC has just been crap, absolute crap. Just so, had to leave it. Oh yeah, totally. I need to upgrade. My my Steam is very sad. <laughs> Bobby, what about you? Um, you know,
3: much like, you know, Rob was saying and Eric was saying, I did play PC games when I was very much younger. You know, I've I actually played a similar game, we're talking about, a Star Trek one, where you would kind of type in commands and it would give you, you know, text answers what was going on. I, I was thinking I was a little too young to really get it. So I, I don't think I ever got very far at all. I was just constantly dying. Yeah. My enterprise was constantly being destroyed, <laughs> um, like an endless loop. Um, and then, I, you know, I played some Doom and I played some Wolfenstein uh, 3D, but then once we got past like those kind of games, my I just never had a PC that could handle it because I wa- I was much more of a console gamer from the time I was a kid. You know, my my brother had a Commodore 64 and I played stuff on there, but then you know I got a NES and then it was just kind of off to the races. And at that point, you know, it, 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 unlike now where you know about everything and every moment of every single day because of the internet. You know, I was playing games on my NES. I didn't know that there was this PC gaming thing that happened, you know. I didn't even know it existed for the most part. And I didn't even really, wasn't even cognizant of it until, you know, probably, probably not until I was in high school almost. That there was, like, a thriving group of games and, and a, a culture on the PC that didn't come to the consoles. I, I just didn't know. You know, I just always figured, like, this is where people play video games. is on these boxes that are meant to play video games. And, you know, my computer is for going on America Online and, uh, <laughs> and you know, typing things out for school. That's what I always thought. And then, uh, you know, once, but once I was in high school and college, I, I understood that that stuff existed, but I didn't have the money to get into it at all. You know, it, it seemed like this unattainable goal, you know, to have this thing that could run these games. Um, and it just kind of proceeded like that. In the last couple of years, I've kind of Seen a lot of interesting stuff coming out on the PC and wanted to jump back into it, but I, you know, I just I haven't had the time or the or the the funds to do it, um, and now that's kind of changing, and I kind of want to get into that a little bit more.
0: I'm dissimilar from all you guys because I have my first experience with PC gaming was like three years ago. Mm. I never played games on the PC growing up. We didn't have a computer until I was like fourteen, so that missed me completely. So my first. The actual introduction to it was going to PAX the first year with Eric, the first year we went, which which was the second year that they did at PAX East. And there's a lot of PC gaming stuff at PAX. And for me, it was like, it's like you're asking me to play games with a hammer. Like, I use a hammer to work. I use a computer to work. Like, I could not get past, like, using a keyboard and mouse. And I had that difficulty for a very long time. But I wanted to break the barrier So Eric had an Alienware laptop that he wasn't using anymore, and he gave it to me. And I tried pushing my way in, but, like, I would play... What was the uh, Star Wars MMO from Bioware?
1: Oh, The The Old Old Republic. Republic. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I tried playing The Old Republic, and I just could not get my hands to get up on the number keys from WSAD. Mm. So I would go to hit one and then I'd lose my place on WSAD and I would constantly mm-hmm. die and I was like, this is awful.
2: So now, was that your your first MMO? That was, MMO? My, that was like, my first alone... computer anything. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a it. pretty big jump.
1: Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, had play, I
0: had played, you know, the Bioware games before, so I had an idea of what I was getting into, but I just could not get past the movement. So eventually, uh, we work. I work with Eric in a computer company, and he was like, why don't you try one of these mouses that has all the buttons on the side, and it was like a whole new world was opened up to me. So we started playing different games, like we started playing Guild Wars 2, and I, I liked that. Um, but what really pulled me in was I think the last packs I went to, it was just more piece, uh, PC stuff than I had ever seen before. And I was interested in a lot of it. Uh, and then I got hooked on Smite. Smite was the first PC game that really pulled me in, like, how many hours do you think you and me together have? A, like, Not you, because you're surpassing <laughs> me completely. You're like in Jackie's 666 hours of Skyrim territory.
1: It's a problem, I know.
0: We're, we're like over, well over 100 hours yeah, in oh yeah, this Smite. Easily. So I'm inter- Like, I'm really interested in this stuff now. Now that laptop, unfortunately, is dying, and I'm going to have to build a new one. But like, I'm looking at games that are coming out all the time now that I'm interested in. Like at PAX Prime, they just um, really showed off Firewatch. Mm-hmm. This interactive, looks like, you know, the Giant Bomb guy said it was like Like Gone gone Home home meets Firefighters. (laughs) I was like, that sounds amazing. Like, I want to play that. And I was at lunch with Eric today. I'm like, do you know this PC only? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I need to get a PC. There's this amazing looking game called Gigantic coming out. um, That's like a MOBA, but it's like Smite where it's free movement. But it kind of changes things up. But it looks like the Wind Waker. It looks like the Wind Waker come to life. And I'm totally interested in that. And so, like, I want to build a PC. But the same thing as Bobby, the thing about building a PC was, you know, always money, money, money. Like, it's going to cost money and money and money to constantly have to upgrade. And I think that that's a um, a familiar notion for a lot of people. But that notion's not necessarily true. Right. Now, Bobby wants to build a computer. Yeah. Rob wants to build a computer. Mm-hmm. I want to build a computer. So, when... Bobby came to me and was like, I want to build a PC. Can you help me? I was like, absolutely not. I have (laughs) have no idea what I'm doing. Look (laughs) elsewhere. Look elsewhere. And you know what? A lot of my friends have had the same thing. They've they've built PCs over the years, and they've come to Eric uh, because he knows more than I do, and he knows more than most of my friends.
2: Now, didn't you fix Steve's computer?
0: Yeah, but that's... Fixing fixing is simple. Fixing is like, well, I'm not getting any video. It's got to be a video card. Mm -hmm. But to actually sit and to build out specs that's not my forte at all
2: now with his, you just put it in the oven no, we'll
0: kidding. get we'll get we'll
2: get to that in
3: the next show putting things in the oven i found that actually does work or in the last show depending on when this show actually goes up yes true very true
2: <laughs> see that that was supposed to be a throwback yeah, yeah. but no oh, don't worry <laughs> you ruined it oh well i ruined it yeah but you brought up a good point too
3: about the whole kind of keyboard aspect of it and like working with a computer all day i had that same thing cuz i'm a video editor um, for my day job and I sit in front of my computer, you know, for eight to 10 hours a day and sitting out by a keyboard was always, you know, not appealing to me to play games. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that also in the past couple of years, you know, hooking your computer up to your television has become a much bigger thing. And like, that's once that started to become a thing, yeah. I, I started to warm more to the idea of having one. Like I could sit on my couch and play these games on my giant, you know, 50 inch right. television and not be huddled on my desk looking at my monitor. Was really it was a really big draw for me.
0: It's amazing how used to it you can get though, because I play games I, on my laptop. I would play Smite sitting on that couch right in front like of us, a <laughs> leaning over onto the coffee table, right. like hunched over, like a deranged person. Yeah. And people would be like, "How do you sit like that?" And I would just, I just got used to it. Mm-hmm. And then the computer would randomly crash on me
3: and
0: <laughs> kick me out of games. And then because I quit, you know, it gave me a you have to sit half hour in the timeout box. So we wanted to build, like I was saying, and so I told Bobby, I'm like, why not I should hook you up with my buddy Eric? And that's where we came up with the idea for this show is, you know, people out there might want to build a PC like us, but it's a daunting task. So we thought, like, why don't we have Eric come on and he'll give a very simple build on a PC that you could order and then put together very easily. And then you could have a, a PC that might not need to be upgraded anytime soon, which would dispel that notion that we talked about, that you would constantly have to upgrade. So I'm going to hand the floor to you, my friend.
1: Great. <laughs> um, you're right. I mean, especially when you come from a console, using a keyboard just by itself can be daunting. Even even now, there's some types of games that I just prefer using a controller for than a keyboard. Like, in the MMO, I find that a keyboard works perfect because I have all the access to so many buttons. WSAD is okay to move. I have no problem with that. But for first-person shooters, I'm more preferring a controller just because it feels right. I don't know why, but it just does. I don't have to worry about WSAD and then using the mouse to look. It's a little bit different for a first-person shooter, you know, the type of uh, twitchiness that comes with it.
0: You know, you could start a war over those words right I there. I know. I'm sure people <laughs> are already
3: raging over that idea. <laughs> We're not trying to start wars, we promise. <laughs> not saying it's better. It's just, it's yes. just more comfortable right. doing it there
1: that we way. Go. Yeah. Uh, no doubt there are advantages yeah. if you can be comfortable enough for a mouse and keyboard. But um, it's the most important part about really building a gaming PC is research. You can't just grab, you know, a CPU and a motherboard and put it together and expect everything to work properly especially when you go under a budget. When you have a budget, then you want to squeeze every sort of performance out of every part. So fortunately, the internet exists for that (laughs) very reason. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, there's so many websites that will help you with that. Tom's Hardware is a great place. Every month they come out with, um, you know, dollar for best gaming dollar for, you know, whatever CPU or, or graphics card or motherboard and such like that and it really is helpful for people who don't really know it's even helpful for me when i deal with these things all the time um so recently um usually for a budget pc amd has been king of that because they aren't the best intel has always topped them for performance but um intel's always more expensive there's just no way around that that's just the way it's been it always will be um, except for recently, Intel came out with an anniversary edition of their Pentium processor, which is only a dual core, um, and that's okay, but for $70, people are overclocking these things to over four gigs, and that's, that's huge, um, so you'll be able to squeeze out, you know, for maybe a dollars you'll get a motherboard and a CPU and be doing just fine, mm-hmm. um most importantly what i look for is a video card because that's going to really affect the performance of the games most um cpu would come second cpu they really work together video card the sh- p- more powerful you can get your cpu up the more you can squeeze out of your video card and so i go through it like that my gpus first you know cpu second um, some people go for men, uh, memory next. Um, I find that gives a little bit performance, not too much, but because you're installing everything on a hard drive, I find the faster your hard drive is, the better, the more faster your loads are. Um, since the computer, your game is always um, trying to receive information from your hard drive, the faster you can get that, the faster it'll load, just the quicker things will be. It'll be seamless. Um, then memory, you know, you could get a chassis. think. Many people find you know you could get a chassis for like forty dollars and that's it'll do just fine. Um,
3: When you say chassis, you're talking about the case, yeah, the Mm -hmm. case. You know,
1: mid tower. um. Mm. Then there's your power supply. Your power supply, generally pretty cheap. Um, They're everywhere. Sometimes they come with the chassis, although I wouldn't trust those. You can do it if you're really on a budget, but um, the only real problem with the expense is um, your operating system because there's no way around that mm. really you know you got bam hundred dollars right there right the yeah so typically gaming pcs will be more expensive than your console and that's the point of consoles well, yeah. it's supposed to be you know you cheaper you know you, you don't have to worry about anything everything's in there for you and it's out of the box you got your controller um so really uh a good build i have here it's for it's under 600 bucks um, and it's going to really take you a while to bottleneck yourself, really just be struggling with the, with the games that are coming out. And it's, it's becoming easier, especially since 1080 is kind of mainstream now. It's, it used to be so hard, just like 4K is so hard to do now. It used to be hard. Now it's super easy to get 1080. And if you're using your TV, that's perfect because mm. that's less you have to spend on a monitor.
3: Right, absolutely. So now you mentioned before uh, about the the CPU. Um, you you I heard this word a lot, and I don't know what it means. Uh, the overclock thing oh. I hear it all the time, um, and you know every every PC form I went on, every place I went to look at builds, like you know you can overclock this by this much, you can do all of this. What does that mean? You know, for people who don't know,
1: it means like typically, if like for this processor that I have here, it's at. gigahertz, which means that is the speed it's running at. That's what it's made for, but you can go higher than that, and that would be overclocking. If you go, you could take it to 3.4, and that would be an overclock of, you know, 0.2 gigs. Mm. Um, Since you can go over 4 gigs with this thing, it's a pretty hefty overclock, and it's super easy to do, and the best thing is that these CPUs can really handle it. You know, you don't have to worry about because you're overclocking it it's going to die it's actually made to withstand you know this kind of uh pressure this kind of uh performance and mm. it's uh it can get complicated but the motherboards nowadays they're making it so much easier you know that a lot of the motherboards nowadays have these one click overclocks where you just go into the BIOS click a button or sometimes there's a physical button and then or or software when you go into Windows, you could just run it, it'll reboot, and you'll have an overclock. It's mm. just, it's so easy nowadays, where before you'd have to go into multipliers and, and maybe raise the voltage, and that, you know, that, people worry about that, mm. but uh, with these newer boards, with these newer chips, you you don't, you have to take it to that level, unless gotcha. you're an obsessive fan.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> back in the day, you used to have to play with all those damn dip switches and there's, everything. Yeah, oh, there's just... and so annoying.
1: Even <laughs> now, I don't like doing that, you know, I. I Keep it simple, you know. Mm-hmm. If you can get over four gigs, which is typically easier to do nowadays, you'll you're in good shape.
3: Now, is there uh, is there aspects of it that are if you do want to upgrade at some point that are easier to upgrade than others? So, should you invest more in something first? Uh, you yeah, know,
1: sure. Um, like memory, um, some of the CPUs like this particular one are compatible with only certain memories, mm-hmm. and motherboards are the same. But if you're overclocking, then you can typically use a higher-speed memory because now it's higher. Now it's running faster, and now it can be compatible with those memory sticks. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to go for a higher one than the CPU is rated for, then that's great. You know, you, you're, you're set for later on if you buy a better CPU, and mm. that's perfect. Yeah, you want to f- future-proof this as well. Right, yeah. Absolutely. And what about like video cards? Video cards are a little more difficult because they are pretty much the most expensive part of this, which is why I typically go pretty decent first on because
0: it'll last you longer.
1: It'll last you longer and that's why you get the CPU that can that can really overperform for the price because you wanna get you wanna maximize everything you can get out of the GPU and, and AMD which is um Radeons, the Radeons, they're, they're really great because they're pretty cheap, but they're, they perform really, really well. Many times even better than GeForce, uh, the NVIDIA, um, their competition. And it's it's been really good.
3: Yeah, another question too. I mean, obviously there's kind of, I, I feel like it's much like, you know, Microsoft versus Sony, all this stuff. Yeah. You know, the AMD versus NVIDIA stuff seems to be, you know, pretty 50-50 split down the middle of people. Is it, is it, are there advantages to one or the other? I, is there something that separates them, or is it just basically personal preference?
1: Um, a lot of people think it's personal, pres- personal preference, but um, honestly, some games will run better on NVIDIA stuff. Some games will run better on Radeon stuff. It's just, you know, it's from one game to the next. One will perform better, one will perform worse. It's mm. Typically, it's pretty close, though. A lot of the Battlefield games tend to lean towards NVIDIA stuff. It's always been like that. But um, you know, it's not like the radions are gonna be super terrible where it's no longer, you know, you're not gonna be able to play it. So, right. So
2: a lot of developers now, like with with either company, they'll build their own tools right. for for those uh video cards right. to be able to run their games a certain way, you know, so they will have an advantage with, you know, X card or Y card. Right. And um, so, you know, great. people get pissed off that, that you know, this developer is, is leaning towards this card or that card. You
0: mean people get angry <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. on the internet?
1: Sure. Imagine. I don't believe it. <laughs> Google it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it, it does seem like there's a little bit of money under the table. It, it seems like that. But, you know, I don't worry too much about that. And if you're on a budget... It, really shouldn't worry about that Mm -hmm. because if you do then you're going to wind up spending more money than you may even have and then you'll be in more trouble than you really need to be um so it's it's really it really is preference and um just gotta enjoy unfortunately once you start typically you really want upgrade you know you get the bug you know (laughs) what i mean Uh, i already have I, i just did one for a friend in November, and already he's calling me up like, "Dude, I want to, you know, I want a better video card, or I want a better <laughs> CPU, you or know, I want a better monitor." Like, <laughs> chill out. Man. Now, wh-
2: what what is your like go to benchmark game that when you build a new PC, like, what's the first game that like you'll throw up and run on
1: on like max settings? Honestly, I still. To this day, Crisis is the first thing that comes to mind because it was notoriously, I mean, so difficult to run, even on regular people's computers nowadays. Um, And that came out in 2008 or something like that, Mm. 2007. It was just, it was way beyond its time. Um, Fortunately, you know, drivers are also huge. And, you know, that going back to you know the way developers utilize different um uh you know gpus you get better performance every time you get a driver out so which is the way you know software that interacts with the gpu by each manufacturer like amd will come out with drivers that'll run games better um nvidia is usually really good at that which is why i typically use nvidia um because they've always been so good at drivers, I think AMD is getting a lot better nowadays. But um, as far as that's concerned, Nvidia has been winning.
3: And it just seems too that I feel like developers are. It, it seems less about pushing everything to the max anymore. You know, it doesn't seem right. like Crysis is where I feel like they, they they held that as a badge of honor, right? Yeah, right. That like nobody can run this <laughs> yeah. game at its top settings, all right? Yeah. Um, and, and now I don't feel like because. The console market is so huge, and because at least with these new consoles, they've gotten somewhere close to kind of what the PCs are doing, yeah. that they want them to be able to kind of go back and forth easier. So they're not, you know, obviously if you you put everything at max, it's going to look better than on a console, right. but it, it, it's not seeming not to be the the, the push of, of what they're doing anymore. Yeah. So that, being that, on that bleeding edge doesn't seem as important,
1: right? And that was that was the great thing about. Sony changing over the architecture to AMD because now it's so close to being just a PC that developers really don't mind going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And you could see that time and time again, many games are going to PC whereas they typically were console only and then vice versa, you know? So it's been, it's been really exciting really.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want, if you can, can you run down the, uh, the rig that you built? I mean, you don't have to go into all, like, the, the exact numbers and everything like that. <laughs> you know, like the, you know, seven six nine four seven. You know, all the crazy numbers. But kind of just a rough estimate of, like, what, what, what's the video card? What's the CPU? What, how much memory is in it?
1: Um, okay, so for this rig, um, basically you got to Pentium at 3.2 gigs, which you'll be most likely overclocking um, to over 4. Um, you got your Asus um, micro ATX motherboard um you have uh, 8 gigs of memory um here i have as a 1 terabyte hard drive you know that's preference i typically don't need that much hard drive space um and this is just a regular hard drive where ssds are pretty much king and i i generally push people to get ssds cuz it's such a huge it's such a huge performance like once you get one, you'll never go mm, back. Right. Typically, but they're also more expensive. You yeah. know, if you want a
0: one terabyte SSD, go for right now. Like it's five hundred
1: bucks. Probably, yeah, probably around five hundred bucks. Or,
3: what do you think about type. doing like a like a, like like something like a terabyte right for kind of your kind of general storage, and then a sure. small SSD for kind of loading your games sure. onto?
1: Many people do that. Yeah, yeah. Many people do that. You could do that. Many people do the opposite. They'll do their operating system on a small SSD, like a 60 gig, and then have all their just storage on, you know, one terabyte or something like that. It's it's really whatever you want, because, I mean, having an operating system on SSD, you know, you get so much quicker load, you know, as far as Mm -hmm. just booting up. I'm telling you, (laughs) once you get an SSD, it's like waiting (laughs) to load on a regular computer is just... It's brutal. Honestly. It takes forever. It feels uh-huh. that way anyway.
2: I have an SSD question, really quick. Sure. How are the wireless
1: ones? The wireless ones. Honestly, I've never um, used one. I've never. I mean, okay. I'm sure it's it's interesting. You know, I don't know. I don't <laughs> it, know as far as latency is I, concerned. You've had that. Yeah. I mean, it, to
2: me, it just seems like it's just against what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it Defies all the laws ever <laughs>
1: created. Okay. Yeah. I will have to look into that though. Mm. <laughs> um, I know they have cards um, that are hard drives that go in PCI slots. I don't know if that's what you were referring to. No, well, no, no. Those are super quick. But uh, yeah, I'll have to look in, look into that. Okay. Um, then you have your Radeon um, 260x two gig uh, video card. That's really um, middle of the road, decent card. Will run 1080 games without too much problems. Um you may not run any everything at max, but I mean we're talking you know about maybe a little over a hundred dollars for mm. a video card and that's gonna last you a bit um you got your mid tower um forty dollars for you know mid tower that's pretty good and it's it's a decent quality chassis um and then you got five hundred watt power supply, which will last you that's more than enough from what you you will need um typically people get you know dvd rws you know if you need it mm-hmm. you know that's optional of course but they're pretty cheap so people you just just throw that in there you know it's like 17 bucks and then you got your windows operating system which is probably around dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so what all that come out to it came out to 58 uh, 586 with mail and rebates and promo discounts mm-hmm. um Typically, promo discounts are like day to day. So it's like, you know, if, you, if you're if you not jumping on a lot of these quickly, then they could be gone mm-hmm. or even better, you know, they may come. So patience is a big deal with this because if you're just rushing into it, you know, a week later, you may get a good deal. So keeping an eye out on parts is great. PC Part Picker is a website that you could look up parts and it'll look through uh, a few uh, manufacturers or, or suppliers rather and it'll give you prices and you can compare prices and it's really useful as far as that's concerned um so that's that's pretty much the rig that i put together you know obviously changing to an ssd might raise the price a little bit but it definitely would be worth it in my opinion
0: now that's without a monitor because we built Correct. this for bobby bobby's going to be hooking it up to his tv monitors are all over the place yeah. as far as prices go but uh, decent sized monitor would what's your ballpark estimation
1: i'd say uh you know if you're going i'd say maybe mid 100s for a a good one maybe a, a little less
0: what's a 4k one cost
1: It's in the 500, over 500, (sighs) 600, probably like that. But if
3: if you're using this PC,
1: getting a 4K
3: monitor is is useless. It's pretty (laughs) useless, yeah. (laughs) We have this buddy
0: at work who is a huge PC gamer, and he'll bring in his rig sometimes, and his rig is water-cooled. So he has these giant tubes running through the PC with water just constantly flushing through it, like. And I just I looked at it and I was just like, that just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> and he's like, No, you don't understand. Like, it, it needs this. Like, he is his. How much do you think Chris's thing has cost? A couple uh, thousand, maybe.
1: It probably uh, it probably is not as much as you would think because he did all the work himself. True. Whereas you know most people buy a setup and then install it, and he just he did a lot of the work. So it's it's hard to say. But typically it would probably be like a two thousand dollar rig, I would mm. think. Mm-hmm. So
3: let me ask a question with this rig, um, because for me and uh, uh personally, most of like the, the kind of bigger games I'm gonna be playing on console regardless, because I like the kind of sure. you know, the infrastructure it's where most of my friends are playing. Um I the reason I really want a PC is um, you know, for that stuff that doesn't come to the console, obviously yeah. Um, stuff like uh, divinity, which, which, ca- which just came out, which I, which I really want to play, yeah, which we'll play that too. I cannot yes. play on this Mac that's in front of me, <laughs> even though technically it works on it. I bought it and I try to run it and it just runs like garbage, really? Really? Um, which is a shame, but it's, ar- it's all right. Uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, and then obviously kind of the, the indie early access, like kind of weirder stuff uh, is really what I'm I- we're interested in more than anything else.
1: Yeah.
3: You, you know, so, this rig sounds kind of perfect for that kind of stuff that I'm looking for because I'm not looking to push it too right. much. I'm looking to play just stuff that I can't get in the other places. Yes,
1: yeah, so this will do everything you want it to do honestly. And mm. it's great for Steam, you know. Steam. Yeah, you get so many yeah. Steam, you know, discounts and mm-hmm. these oh my gosh, sales. I know <laughs> one of these friends has like hundreds of games. He'll never play all of them, you know, <laughs> but, it, yeah. but he's got them cuz they were on sale. <laughs> this, yeah. Guy yeah. We, yeah. this guy we work with, oh, we we played um
0: destiny with him bobby oh was he really upset about the shotgun was that the guy oh yeah that was him (laughs) (laughs) he's a a noob yeah so he will on during the steam sales he'll just buy everything his steam list um catalog has to be hundreds of games Mm -hmm. and we make fun of him all the time (laughs) because you're never gonna play any of these games like yeah but i have them if i want to it's like all right bobby it's that's what
1: you want to do he actually thinks he will play all of them that's the best part (laughs) it's true
3: but yeah, no, this is great. I mean, thank you. I mean, uh, can we, are we able to share that part picker thing? Yeah,
1: I mean, you could keep this. Um, yeah,
3: I just want to share it with the people who may be listening. We can put it in the post, and link sure. to it in the post, and stuff sure. like that. Yeah, because I think a lot of people will be interested to to check it out.
1: Yeah, this it's it really is great, and you know, it's great if you're going to use your TV too. Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, why not? Really? Yeah. I mean, you got a nice TV. Why spend more money? Right. And, and okay. almost
0: all of the smart TVs out now allow for the hookup to a PC. Sure. So it's not even something you have to really even think about if you have a TV within the last five years or so.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, we hook up my my uh, fiancé's computer to watch, like, YouTube videos on there and stuff, and it, it doesn't even blink, you know? Yeah. It's just like, boop, boo, it's up. Perfect. You know, and, and everything's great and fine. So, um, and she has, like, you know, a cheap, like... Two hundred fifty dollar computer from Best Buy, so <laughs> I, I think it'll be fine. Um, I'm also the other thing I do want to do as well with my computer is I, I'm into kind of like str- the streaming stuff, the streaming games, and I have basically uh, this is gonna be fine because my computer can basically handle it, and it's got low specs for this kind of thing. I already I have like an Elgato capture device that I just want to be able to route through it and, and stream it out to, to Twitch. Okay, but this seems like it has plenty of processing yeah, power oh and yeah, stuff this for will that. Yeah, be able to do. That, yeah, that's no Yeah, so that's all I really care about. Very good.
0: Well, like we said in the beginning of the show, we haven't talked that much about PC gaming, and that's because most of us don't have gaming PCs, but that's something that we're hoping to rectify. I mean, Bobby mentioned Divinity, uh, original skin. that's mm. a game that I've been really wanting to play. I mentioned Gigantic. It's a, a space that we're, we're trying to get into more. I, I watched a video today for Giant Beasts, which is Oh, yeah, this. Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts, Gang Gang yeah. Gang Beasts, um, yeah. which looks like uh, Giant Bomb said it was the best wrestling game ever made. Yeah. It, it looked I've, like so much fun, and all I want to do now is hook that up to my TV and play that with four controllers.
3: Yeah. So, is oh, that it, the one with the, like, the kind of like clay figure-looking yes. yes. things? Oh, yeah. my God, that well, is amazing.
2: <laughs> well, they updated it. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So now they have like kicks and – Oh, wow. Oh, oh yeah. It's they,
0: amazing. I uh, I watched a video today, and I was laughing so hard while watching it. My chest hurt. It's All, all I want to do is play that game now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I mean, the, one of the things that really spurred me to want to do this, and this happened like last year, was when Gone Home came out. Because i I wanted to play it so badly that was that was it for me too, you know, but i didn't I didn't have a way to play it on right. my television, which is the way I wanted to play it and and I just and now it's coming it's coming to console, which is fine, but I'd rather not have to wait two years to play those kind of things you know uh, so this that's one of the that was really the big spur for me. I was like I need to get the pc because I want to be able to just play. This, this kind of stuff
1: yeah typically I play like single player games on my PC just mm-hmm. cause it, it looks better yeah you know, and I don't have to worry about playing with other people mm-hmm. most of the time I'll play multiplayer games with like this guy right you know, with, <laughs> he's the guy who avoids the trophies uh, I, okay. yeah. before. Yeah. I have no interest in trophies yeah. either way
3: I have minimal interest in them not like this guy who will literally not have fun for four yeah. days yeah. in order to hey, get hey, trophies hey, yeah there really that. is no fun in it yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I got that platinum he's like I'm Rogue doing Legacy. this exploit where
3: basically I do the same part over
0: and over and over again I got it. Yeah, you got it. I got it. And now I'm one of the... I, what draws me to it is the fact that they show you how rare it is. Yeah, what yeah. is it? 0.03? So like
2: point, point
0: oh oh percent of the population <laughs> have this trophy, and it's like, now I'm one of them. You're Ha-ha. one of those
3: point oh 0.03 people who don't value their time or their lives. <laughs> not even a, li- not even a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm really excited to get into that stuff and, and play the PC stuff. So thank you so much, Eric, for no, coming on my, and doing this. It pleasure.
1: Thank guys. you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, my pleasure.
3: <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up.
0: Um... For Bobby, for Rob, and for Eric, thanks so much for listening to Talking Games. We'll catch you next time.